Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to my life. A life of real stories. Stories intended to encourage your heart, build your faith, and show you what it looks like when God crowns you with beauty in exchange for your ashes. I'm R.W. Jones, and you're listening to Lighting Wet Matches. This is the story of a greater one. I call this story gunshots. So there was a time, you know, if if you guys have heard the story, I have four kids, three different fathers, and I wound up marrying this third father just because I just hated the stigma of being this baby mama or baby mother, whatever. Um, I just hated that stigma. Like this single black woman, like she can't get her life together. She can't keep no man. She got all these damn kids and nobody loves her. That one. And so I remember saying, you know what? I'm going to marry this man. Plus I was with him since I was 16. So there was all kind of stuff we had going on um, from lust. And I was what, 16, he was 28, all kind of stuff. Okay. Drama, trauma, all of it. Um, But, you know, he was responsible. He had a good job. He always was working. He had other kids that he took care of. So in my eyes, you know, decent man, homebody, works, go, you know, he's a provider. He'll take care of you. I was safe. And so I remember I said, you know what? I'm going to marry him. And I remember telling my family and my friends, if I ever walked down the aisle with this man, know that I am not in my right mind. Uh, Cause he really was like the devil. He was like evil. He was mean. He was just hateful. Just, Oh God, I got a thousand stories just on him by myself. Um, and we just going to call him the Kushite for now. Cause I don't have another more pleasant word to say, um but this this time i just god knew i was serious like i'm like we're getting married and he already bought and proposed twice bought two different rings um and i was like yep we're doing it and then i remember talking to my babysitter at the time um deacon Geraldine, and we're just talking she's talking about bringing pampas she was like yeah you need to bring some pampas for the babies and i'm like okay and then all of a sudden she started to talk to me. Trust me, thus save the Lord. I have a greater one for you. Trust me, thus save the Lord. I have a greater one for you. For you. Trust me, thus save the Lord. And she just kept repeating that over and over. And I was like, Deacon Geraldine, Deacon Geraldine. And then all of a sudden she starts talking about, and you got to bring the wipes too. And don't forget the baby powder. And I'm thinking, Deacon Geraldine, did you just hear yourself? She was like, yeah, I told you to bring the pampers. You you can't hear me. I was like, you was talking about, trust me, thus save the Lord. Trust me, thus save the Lord. I have a greater one. She was like, uh, I don't know anything. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember saying that. And, but she was Deacon Geraldine. Anybody know Deacon Geraldine out there in them streets in Suffolk County? She, she straight hair guy. Straight speak through, you know, God just, you know, it's just, she got in the earth too. And she was like, no, honey. She was like, if that was the Lord, then you need to take heed. Now, she didn't know I was going to marry this guy, the Kushite. She didn't have no idea. I didn't tell her. I didn't even tell nobody. I didn't want to tell nobody. I was so embarrassed of marrying the Kushite. And so needless to say, um, I didn't listen. I did not listen. And not only did I not listen but I actually married the Kushite 
And right before I was going to marry him, even when God said, trust me, thus save the Lord, I have a greater one. Trust me, thus save the Lord, I had a greater one. Maybe a few nights prior, I had a dream. And in the dream, I dreamt that it was like some type of police station or whatever. He was like down in for question or something. And I walked into this locker room and you know, we were talking about possibly getting married or whatever, but whatever it was, I don't remember all the details, but I remember there was some type of commotion about to take place because people were preparing for it. So I remember like there was some arguments and a lot of verbiage happening and I just was trying to get the hell out of there. So I remember just walking away and walking out the door. And before I could walk out the door, I felt like something had grabbed me and I heard a gunshot. That's why I said, I want to call this one gunshot. I heard a gunshot and that thing, I woke up out of my sleep. And I said, Lord, what is that? What was that? He said, Proverbs 14, seven. Now I got to go run to the book. All you hear is, you know, just mad pages, just mad pages ruffling. And it said, run from the presence of a foolish man. Actually, he didn't say run. My version said, flee. Flee from the presence of a foolish man when thou does not perceive knowledge on his lips. So that was God telling me two times, don't do it. Flee from the presence of a foolish man when thou does not perceive knowledge on his lips. I said, my God, Jesus Christ. I was like, but come on, Lord, I'm out here fornicating. I don't want to fornicate. I can't stop fornicating. I mean, that was not the reason to be marrying the Kushite when he ain't got no knowledge on his lips. I already said he was a, you know, evil, evil dude. Girls, guess what? Yes, I did. I surely did. I surely did marry that man. I surely did. I know y'all thinking, what's wrong with you? Listen, it wasn't till way years later because I, I, I definitely um, want to tell you, I could, there's so many stories in between those moments, which you'll hear many stories about just the different stories that happened. But I'm going to just fast forward for the purpose of bringing this story to a close. I'm going to fast forward to, yes, the many ups and downs, the many, many near death situations. Okay, near death, near death situations with this with this Kushite. Um, but there was this one particular night. I was in the bed sleep, and I mean I was sleeping. And then he was next to me, and in his slumber, he was sleep too. I promise you, he was sleep. Everybody was sleep. We sleeping. It's two in the morning, three in the morning. We sleep. This man utters out of his mouth. I'm going to kill you, girl. I promise you. My eyes just opened like as if I was never asleep. Listen, my spirit man heard that and woke me up. All that, And it was no, no little weak wake up. It was like. OMG, uh, like my eyes just opened, like appeared open because I heard him loud and clear. And I got out my bed and I went in my closet and I began to pray. I didn't come out the closet till like 5.36 in the morning. 
And I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and asked God to forgive me for being disobedient and not listening to him. And I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And of course, I believe that was the prayer that was able to get me out of there. And we'll talk about how we got out in other stories. But if you are, please let this be a testament. If you are in the process and you and God is speaking to you and you don't want to do something, but you know you're supposed to do something, it will just leave you with so much less agony. I can't even imagine that. I can't even begin to utter the agony, but you'll hear some of it. You'll hear pieces of it. Um, but the agony wore on my soul a great deal. And again, ladies, the moral of the story is I had not, because later on, of course, after the divorce and everything, I had to go back and say, Lord, why did I marry him? Even after this several times, you told me not to. What was it? You said you had a greater one. Why could I not just believe that? And what he revealed unto me, unfortunately, I had no frame of reference of what great was even, what did even, what did great look like? I had no frame of reference in my whole entire family and an extended family of a great marriage, of a great man. My father, my uncles, my cousins, I had no brothers, friends, brothers, friends, cousins, friends, fathers, anybody else. I had no other frame of reference of what greater meant, what it looked like. And that is why it didn't resonate. Had I had a frame of reference that I could have possibly had a marriage which I found later on, like Jack and Bernetta's. If I even had a frame of reference of what a great man looked like, I would have held on in that moment because I knew that that could have been mine. But God was telling me something that I had no frame of reference for. So the moral of this story, the greater one, is trust God for the best. Trust God for the best. Do not settle. And he's no respect of persons if he did it for me. He will do it for you. And trust me, no matter what, anything you do, if you don't do it with God, you, my friend, are lighting wet matches. Until next time.